God condemns exploitation. And today we get his response to people and nations who take advantage of and exploit others. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor him and to talk to him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me today as we dive into episode 141, and we pray through Habakkuk 2, verses 15 through 17. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. So we're kind of focusing on the idea that God is good and that he is righteous. So Psalm 145, 7 says, They shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. And Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repenting? Those are kind of maybe a little bit unusual verses to pray from, but they both speak of and indicate God's abundant goodness, that God is good. Now, for a long time, I realized at some point, uh, before my son was born, actually, that I knew, believed, and understood that God was good. I just didn't always really connect to the idea that he was good to me. Like I could I could understand that in in general and in respect to other people, but I wasn't always sure that I really got it when it came to being good to me. So that was one twist to that. So let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning grateful for your goodness. And recognizing that scripture says you are good, so that is something that I can count on. I can believe it, not only in the idea that you are good in general, that you are good to your creation, or that you are good to us as as people, but you are good to me. You are good to me. I honor you for that today. I'm so grateful for that today. And I worship you as good, as righteous as having abundant goodness and righteousness, forbearance, long-suffering. Pray that you would help us to see your goodness in relation to the things that you do and have done for me. Help me understand that more clearly every single day. I am grateful that you are a good God. I worship you as such today. Pray that as we go into these scriptures, I already feel calmer just from probably settling into this pattern that we've done before, but more likely because of the posture of prayer, because of sitting in your word. I pray that as we go forward this morning that you would give me your words, give me your the things that you want us to focus on in this time and speak to each one of us. Um, Teach us guide us, talk to us, lead us to repentance about the things that each one of us need. And we give this time to you. It's yours. Do with it as you will. I hope that it honors you and pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We're in Habakkuk 2, 15 through 17. And we close out the woes this week. We're in the fourth of five. So we'll have number four today and number five on Wednesday. And we've been through this first chapter of Habakkuk and God talking about some questions that Habakkuk has. And now 
God is telling him that he is judging these five things, and and Babylon is not going to get away with the things that they seem to be getting away with. He's describing, God is describing the results of the behavior of the nation of Babylon, and also all nations and peoples like Babylon. Basically, he's saying, here's what they're being judged for, and here's what's going to happen at the point in time that God chooses to exercise that judgment. This woe is a little bit complicated at first glance. It feels like it's based on the idea of drunkenness and encouraging it in others, which it probably is. But the implications, um, he's using that as sort of a, a summary of implications of something much deeper. It's the idea of seducing someone in order to disgrace them for their own shameful pleasures. So it's intentionally taking advantage of someone else and using that for your own pleasure. The judgment is against shameful exploitation of other people. And God promises that they themselves will be shamefully exposed. So this passage also makes a reference to their uncircumcision being exposed. Now, circumcision was a sign of the covenant between God and his people. So in Hebrew thought, the greatest contempt that they could show was the sign of being an alien from God. So that would be uncircumcision. So that's kind of a background for what you'll hear in the verses. Babylon's violence, their ethical and moral injustice would come back to haunt them because they had greedily and violently stripped Lebanon of its vegetation and its animals. However, bloodshed in Lebanon's main town and the slaughter of its inhabitants was an even more serious crime. So you'll hear those referenced. Lebanon is probably more a representation of Israel and the cities as representative of Jerusalem. So that gives you a little bit of background because the verses are a little bit unusual. So here's Habakkuk 2, 15 through 17. Here's how it reads. Woe to him who gives his neighbors drink, pouring out your wrath, and even making them drunk in order to look at their nakedness. You will be filled with disgrace instead of glory. You also drink and expose your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and utter disgrace will cover your glory. For your violence against Lebanon will overwhelm you. The destruction of animals will terrify you because of your human bloodshed and violence against lands, cities, and all who live in them. All right, let's take that to God in prayer. Father, we often see in our world today people abusing power to shamefully exploit others. That still exists. Babylon did not have the corner on that market. We still see that today. And as you condemned it in Babylon, you condemn it in all peoples, including in our own hearts, because there's probably not a sin that doesn't exist that we haven't had the seed of in our own thoughts, in our own mind, in our own heart. So forgive us for any times when we have taken advantage of others, when we have intentionally seduced them into something that would be for our benefit and not theirs, when it would hurt them and help us. And so bring to mind those things that we might have contributed to or have done, whether overtly or just by being silent. I pray that you would give us a heart of repentance. Help us to see those ways that that has been shameful, disgraceful, sinful in our lives. And I pray that as we struggle with this idea of why does evil exist, why does it seem to be winning in so many ways, 
that we remember these words, that you have pronounced judgment on them, that those who are oppressing others for their own benefit, who essentially rape other cultures and other communities and other people groups, we know that you have pronounced judgment on them and help us trust that you will, at the right time, call them to account, that they themselves will be shamelessly exposed, will be terrified, will be feeling the things that those who who they oppressed had felt, will be experiencing that trauma themselves. Help us trust that as you judge, when you judge, who you judge, and how you judge is right, and that the timing is perfect, and help us instead turn to living in our own lane, making sure that our heart is clean, making sure that we are living in righteousness and in no way are stepping into this sin. I pray that if we are, you would help us see it and repent. In Jesus' name, amen. That felt shorter. Not sure why, but uh, that, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me in prayer today. If you're watching on the broadcast, we'll be back again on Wednesday. On the live broadcast, we'll be back again on Wednesday. Feel free to invite someone else to join you. If you're a podcast listener, share this show with a friend who you think would enjoy praying with us. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Authenticos today. It is the very last day that their $5,000 or, yes, $5,000 in matching funds is available. It's an organization that I'm actually on the board of directors of, and they use creativity to help us process the things that happen in life. And they tend to work in the past with um, uh, kids who are experiencing trauma or underserved people. And it's an amazing organization. To learn more about them, you can go to graceinthegravelroad.link backslash give. So I hope that this is helpful to you as we pray through scripture, that you will grow in in your prayer life. But my biggest prayer is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.